now broadcasting from Suitland, Maryland, USA, Abiding Truth with Dr. McCune, an outreach of Suitland Road Baptist Church. Please visit us at www.srbcoutreach.org. And now, here's our pastor, Dr. Calvin M. McCune. I praise the Lord. Bless God. Thank you, Jesus. Life is really about our relationship with God. Everyone, are you hearing me? Life is about our relationship with God. That's the only time that life makes sense to us. And it begins by understanding that Christ is our Savior. That he does not want us when we die to spend eternity in a place called hell. Where the Bible describes as a place of eternal fire and eternal suffering. Where the soul will never die. And even in hell, the soul will confess that Jesus is Lord. God made a way for us to spend eternity in heaven. How did mankind end up in this mess where when we die we will face hell? That was his own doing. In the very beginning, God made man in a perfect condition. Absolutely perfect. No sin. A time of innocence. But because God made us in his image, and with that means that we are able to choose. And because he wants us to love him, and he wants us to love him from ourselves, our expression of love. He does not want to infuse and force us in some mechanical form, control our love. He wants us to love him. But Adam chose to disobey God. And when he did, sin came into this world. And God, because he loves us, put in place a plan of salvation that a day will come when God will step into humanity. And he did that in the person of Jesus Christ. And now it is for each and every one of us when we hear that gospel message to turn to Jesus. Because when we appear before him, we will have no excuse. We cannot say, God, but I was too busy doing something. We know that Jesus loves us and he died for us. And he wants us to come to him and to accept him as our savior. This morning, I want to talk about prayer and fasting. Now, I shared with you, we went over our church vision. You have it. <coughs> I want us to sh- <coughs> want to share some scriptures concerning prayer and fasting so that we will better be able to continue to pray and fast for the vision that God has given us. Obviously, I'm not going to exhaust all the teaching on prayer and fasting, but enough for us to have an understanding of it from the word of God. Let's come before the Lord and pray. Father, we bless your holy name, and we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. You are so rich in mercy towards us. 
thank you for saving us. Thank you for restoring fellowship. Thank you, Jesus, for inviting us to your throne of grace that we can come before you in the name of Jesus, Father. Thank you, God. Teach us, Holy Spirit, from your word. Teach us about prayer. Teach us about fasting. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Fasting is about our personal relationship with God. That's what fasting is. And we say, I'm going to, the Holy Spirit is leading me to spend a day of fasting. It has nothing to do with earthly relationships. It has nothing to do with trying to say to others, hey, look, I'm fasting, and therefore I am spiritual. It's all about our relationship with God. That's what it is. In this world, we are distracted with so many things around us. This is why God calls us to experience this intimacy, this sweet fellowship with him. In the book of Matthew chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, Matthew chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, it says, But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you may not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward openly. When we fast, when we pray, what is the idea of anoint and wash our faces? Because God is telling us when we fast and pray, it's not about creating an impression for others. It is only and only about God. That's what it is. It means we seriously come before God in the name of Jesus and we say, Father, on this day of fasting, Help me, Father. Draw me closer to you. That's what it is. So the instructions here, Jesus is saying, the idea of anoint your head and and wash your face is going back to the practice of the Jewish people. And he is saying, don't do that where people can, don't, don't have your face in a way where people can look at you and you walk around in a, in, in a mode where people look at you and say, oh, this is his day of fasting. They can see you from a distance and say, yep, he's fasting. God says, no, wash your face, walk around like a normal day, because this fasting is not to create an impression for anyone. It just has to do with God. Because your Father in heaven, he is the one who has to hear your prayer. Not people. And he will answer your prayer. Because he loves you and he invites you to do that. That's what God, Jesus, that's what he is teaching us here. And then he says, God will reward you openly then for everyone to see. But there has to be an honest heart before him. Our reward is not coming from men. Listen, it's too much of that. Shouldn't be any of it anyway. People walk around, even those who say they're pastors, Standing up in pulpits, I fasted for seven days. God did not tell you to announce that. 
That's between you and God. Between you and the Lord. And then the Father in heaven, he will bless with that. And then he will answer prayers, his prayers, bring about his purpose. Are we following that? Are we getting that clear concerning fasting? Had nothing to do with showing off, making a name for ourselves. That's, that's not what it is. It's our relationship with God. But you see how the devil is so subtle? How Satan likes people? He will lead people to bring attention to themselves? Don't bring that into prayer and fasting. That has no room whatsoever in praying and fasting at all. Praying and fasting is coming before the Father. It is, it is when as parents, our children want to spend personal time with us. What parent will push a child away? A child comes and wants to spend time with you, and you embrace that child and just want to hear what they have to say. Observe that our Lord says, Our Father, God is our Father. That secret place is referring to our fellowship that we have with God in the name of Jesus. It's our hiding place, our relationship. It's being in, in God's embrace. Now, when we fast, the Bible teaches us that our, prayer, our fasting should be specific, very specific. We are fasting for a reason. We bring in a particular need before the Lord. For example, in Esther chapter 4 and verses 15 and 16, Esther has to come before the king. No one is allowed to come before the king. If you do so without an invitation, you can actually lose your life. So Esther fasted before intervening with the king on behalf of her people. Makes sense, right? You can lose your life. You know, you want to have everyone fast and pray for you before you make that move. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day, my maids and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Isn't that something? If I perish, I perish. But I'll do what God, I'm doing what God wants me to do. But before I do this, I'm aware of the danger. And here's a specific reason why I'm fasting. Are you following that? I want to emphasize today that when we fast, we're not saying, Father, bless the whole world. No, we're praying for a specific purpose. There's something we are bringing before God, and we are fasting about that, that there will be a breakthrough, a divine breakthrough in that situation. All right? We got that? Are we following that there? Yes, how God moves, and 
regardless of the situation, I can't think of anything more challenging than that. If I perish, I perish. If I die, I die. I've been to so many countries, you know, for the last 30 years around God's world and endure some persecution in the midst of it. But never a situation where someone say, you can lose your life. I have had some, some traumas in Uganda, for example, where they, they put guns to our head, and wisely one of the pastors said, oh, Dr. McKeown and the medical team, they are friends of Dr. Rugunda, and you all saw them on TV. And the folks says, oh, we were just checking to make sure they're okay. And they leave us alone. They left us alone. But that was wisdom, and that was God's protection. But that was nowhere close to this. So we thank God. When we fast, sometimes that specific reason could be praying for spiritual power. Like in this case where Jesus delivered a child who is demon-possessed. And the disciples will ask him, Lord, why couldn't we do that? And this is found in Mark chapter 9, verses 28 and 29. It says, And when he, that is Jesus, had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we not cast out that demon? So he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Matthew 9, 28, 29. See how specific it was? Someone who is demon-possessed and with fasting concerning that. Let your fasting be very specific, like our vision here at church. If you're fasting, we have that list. On that day of fasting, we're praying for each of those. We find in the scripture in the book of Acts chapter 14. That they fasted and prayed as they send out God's people. Every year for all these years that I've been here. More than 30 years. When God takes me to other countries every year. To work with pastors. To take this blessing that God gave me. This call to the pastorate and then to be a blessing to pastors. Like a few months ago, when we went to South Africa. And I sat right here as a year before was another country, and the year before, and there was a laying on of hands and a sending out. And if there was fasting at that time for those who fasted, it, was, it would be for that specific reason. And so we find this in the book of Acts. So I want you to turn in your Bible. Let's look to Acts chapter 14 and verses 23. So when they had appointed elders in every church, Acts chapter 14 and verse 23, and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. See how specific that prayer fasting is? I'm going to go over those scripture verses and want you to know them. As I encourage you every Sunday, to write down the message, use the, use the bulletin, and write out the message. The specifics of fasting. Be very specific in all fasting. Esther 4, 15, 16, Mark 9, 28, 29, and Acts 14, verse 23. Whatever your need is, 
You're bringing it before the Lord, and that's why you're fasting at that time. How to prepare for a fast? Do we have to prepare for a fast? Certainly. We have to prepare ourselves for a fast. We prepare ourselves for everything that we're doing that have to do with our relationship with God. Like communion. We had a baptism not too long ago. And Sister Gordon was prepared for baptism. And on that morning, she had prayer for that baptism. And she prepared her soul before, her spirit, her being before that baptism. When we take communion here, we come before the Lord and we confess our sins and we ask the Holy Spirit to prepare us before we participate in communion. The same thing with fasting. We have to dedicate our lives to God because God says it's a dangerous thing, God says, to take the things of God lightly. So when we fast, talking about fasting now, if we're getting involved in fasting, we have to prepare for fasting. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verses 28, write that down. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verses 28. It says, but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. What is this examining ourselves? First John tells us, when we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. What if we don't do this? What if we say, well, no, I'll just fast, just like communion. Say, well, I'll just take communion, but I have all type of issues going on, maybe sin problem that we did not confess. God says you run the risk in his word. You run the risk of getting sick, getting weak, or even I taking you home. In other words, losing your life on earth. See, when we do things pertaining to God, we have to honor God in everything that we do. We have to worship him and do everything, as he says, in a manner that is pleasing to him. We don't take things of God lightly. So God says that this is why when, we, when I serve, when we do communion here, I take time to explain to folks why. It's, it's not biblical for folks to be doing things just because others are doing it and they don't have a clue what they're doing. You understand it, what the scripture says. You embrace it. Are you following this? Yes. Of all the countries I have traveled, the one country I found that have embraced the mission so much, this is why we went there more than a dozen times. That was Uganda. Oh, the pastors from all the denominations. Teach us, teach us. We want to be taught the word of God. Why? Because Christianity over there represents a sense of fear and seriousness before God. Matter of fact, over there what I observe is some folks are actually, they, they're not saved. They may be practicing whatever they're practicing, whatever religion, whatever witchcraft, but they're afraid of pastors. They're afraid of the man of God. Only because he represents God. And when he teaches, he wants to teach from the word of God. And so that's why whatever we do, we do it. And so the, in a manner that pleases God. And God says, you examine yourself. And same thing with fasting. That's what God tells us and that's what we do. Or we don't come before 
the, the Lord in fasting in some kind of reckless manner. Don't want you take the things of God lightly. You have to honor God. God wants us to restore fellowship with him. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verses 14. One of my Old Testament favorite texts, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. What an invitation. God says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. There is no such thing as, I have sinned in my life, but I'm fasting. No. Who know that we have sin in our lives? We know. God knows. We might hide it from others, but we know. And God knows. It makes no sense to be deceived by Satan or to be so careless to say, I know I have a sin issue going on, but nevertheless, I'm going to come before God and demand something and fast. God says, first, what do you have to do? He said, you humble yourself. You see what, you see what must come before fasting? A spirit of humility. And then we pray and we seek his face. We must turn from our wicked ways. And then God says, then I will hear. I will forgive. I will heal you. Now remember this morning, I'm focusing on fasting. What am I focusing on? Fasting. Right? A lot can be said about praying also. But it's about fasting when we hear fasting. How do we fast? People say to me all the time, Pastor, how should I fast? Well, given all of these, here is how we fast. This is what I recommend. If you know, if you know that you are unable to fast for some health reason, and sometimes that can happen, God will understand. Are you following that? Yes. The doctor says that you have to eat, you have to take your medication and so forth. But you start in the morning. This is what we do. My wife and I say we start in the morning at a certain time. If you choose your time to be at 6 o'clock, you start at 6, you eat before that. You're drinking liquids only during the time of your fast. If you have to take your medication, you take it before that. If your doctor says that you shouldn't fast because, he, because of physical limitations, you should not fast. God knows. Right? But after you have your meal, what's the first thing? Preparation. We just covered that. Are you following? Come before the Lord, confess our sins, ask God to prepare us. Prepare our hearts, just like, just like communion. Ask him to forgive us of all sins, even sin unknown. Now I'm talking to believers now, because if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to come to him first. And put your faith in Christ as your Lord and Savior. And the Holy Spirit is inside of you. Fasting under this dispensation, this time of the church, is a work of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Fasting does not bring salvation. It has nothing to do with salvation. Salvation is only by putting our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. 
So we start and we can fast and then what we do, we bring those prayers. You have to know beforehand your specific praying, the reason why you're fasting, some stronghold to be broken, something in your life, something for someone else you have been praying about. You write it down specifically before the Lord. Esther would be saying, don't be praying for a house for me and a house for you. No, pray because I'm coming before the king. Pray for this. In the book of Acts, pray and fast because they were sending them out. See how specific? Jesus says, pray that the demon will come out of that child. See how specific? So you write that down and then you pray for that. And then you spend time reading the word. So we will spend time and we'll read God's word. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Not just a quick verse here and there. Read maybe an entire chapter, an entire book. You just read it and allow God to speak it into your heart. Part of preparation means this. You have to turn off all TV, turn off all phones, all distractions. Turn it off. Can't fast and say, God, I'm giving you this time, but I'm waiting for someone to call me. No, that's taking things of God carelessly. Turn off all distractions. You come before the Lord, and then every hour or so, you can come before and ask the Holy Spirit and repeat that specific prayer. And then you spend more time in the Word. And then you repeat that prayer again, and you spend time in the Word. Are we following this? Amen. Our minds are not wandering all over the place. And we are looking to glorify God. We are saying, Father, may you be glorified through all of this. And before you close off your fast, say you're fasting for six hours, or you're fasting for 12 hours, and you close off your fast, you come before the Lord and you spend a healthy time giving God thanks and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you through the Word of God. My wife and I, over the years, when we fast and pray, we always close up with Psalm 91. And God always speaks it afresh into our being every time we do it. And then you give God thanks. And the Holy Spirit will guide and He will bless and He will honor such a fast. Strongholds are broken. The devil does not like the child of God to be fasting. There is power from heaven that we experience when we fast, when we pray, and when we fast. And you, you can begin with your specific time you want. If for health reason you have to say four hours fasting, then six hours fasting, then eight hours fasting. Are you following that? God will help and he will bless you. And it's amazing what it will do inside of you, how the Holy Spirit will bless you. I had someone ask me recently, bless her soul, she was just being honest. She says, well, when I fast, I break my fast at six in the evening and towards the end of the fast, I get on my phone and I start looking there and I'm looking for the closest restaurant. No, don't, don't. Are you following that? Don't take the things of God like that. Don't bring health. In our culture here, in our part of the world, everything is selfishly about, well, I'm fasting because I need to lose weight. 
That's not fasting. Fasting is a time of fellowship with God. Has nothing to do. You want to lose weight, that's another thing. Speak with a dietitian. Go and exercise. Ask God to bless you. You will lose weight. Are you following that? Don't bring the selfishness and all of that into God's business. It has no place in God's business. Our Father, who understands our heart in secret, he will bless us. Remember, fasting is a work of the Holy Spirit. Now, fasting demands a heart of humility. Fasting is not we come before God, and God, because I fast, I am moving your hands. Listen, no one can move God's hands. We should not even be thinking of doing that. Oh, Lord Jesus, when he prayed, for he went to the cross, Father, take this cup from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. So fasting demands an attitude of humility. We humble ourselves before God. Heart searching, repentance, the word of God, the Holy Spirit, all of that involved in this experience called fasting. Sometimes you may want to fast with someone else in church. Praise God, that person can connect with you and you can put aside that day of fasting. People ask me sometimes, should I fast in the workplace when I'm working? I said, well, if that works, but that's difficult. It's better for you if you can fast at a time when you're with the Lord by yourself, an entire time by yourself. And he says, okay. You got that? That's the better situation. But if fasting while you work, then that's, that's fine. I just don't recommend it. And God will bless us. We'll come to understand God's power working in us and through us as we fast. Remember, fasting is this. Fasting is the experiencing the Holy Spirit leading us to break strongholds. I want to close with that. This child was demon-possessed. The disciples went around praying and in the name of Jesus, prayed for the demon to come out. The demon did not come out. And Jesus is answering and he says, such come out only through prayer and fasting. In that realm of darkness, it takes prayer and fasting to tear down strongholds of Satan. Rebelliousness and that gets into people's mind that says, I'm going to live however I want in sin and still call on God and be comfortable with that. If you're praying for such a person, you have to fast and ask the Holy Ghost to lead you to that those strongholds can be broken. Are you following that? Yes. Oh, we bless the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to take note of these scriptures. Write them down, go over, over, and over. If you don't understand, you need further understanding on this, you call me. 
you speak with me. We can go over these scripture verses. I want you to understand it. That's why I take time to reflect on it. And this is a, this, on this day when we look at, we're looking at the church vision, you let the Holy Spirit lead you concerning fasting. We have a women's conference coming up. Every year there's a level of warfare all the time coming against that ministry. But yet God gives the breakthrough. Why? Because we have prayer. And as God would lead you pray and fasting, you have the list as to how to pray for that conference. You let the Holy Ghost lead. It fasting under the anointing of God, God's Holy Spirit, God's way, it will never fail. It will never fail. It will always prevail. Finally. Finally. When we fast and we pray, what is the intent of the fasting and praying? The intent. What was the intent for Esther? When she's praying for that specific need in the midst of danger, what was the intent? When they send out the folks, the church send them out with prayer and fasting. What was the intent when the, Jesus says such a demonic stronghold, the demons will come out only through prayer and fasting. The final, what is the intent of fasting? So that God, so that God will reveal his might and power through the situation whatever we are bringing before God, that Christ be glorified. When fasting, when we approach fasting with an attitude of pleasing God concerning this situation, the end result will always be a blessing. Fasting must never be, oh dear God, I'm fasting for, I have a house, Lord, give me another house. I have three credit cards. Give me three more, Lord. Are you following? If anything, yes. Cut up the others that you have. Get rid of it. Fasting is always God's will. God's kingdom. Christ being glorified. And that's why we close our fast always by, thank you, Jesus. Have your own way, dear God. Thank you, Father. Your power, your might, your glory, your worship, Jesus, because you are Lord of lords and you are King of kings. And God will bless. Amen? Amen. Now listen. What should we be fasting for more than any other? Is there some need that God says that we should be praying and fasting for more than any other? Yes, he said so. Makes it very clear. God says that in his church, he wants his people to be praying. He wants us to be praying and experiencing him in fasting. What are we praying and fasting for? God says we have to pray and fast that his gospel will go throughout his world. Because Jesus gave himself a ransom for all. And he wants everyone to be saved. He wants everyone to hear the gospel. God hasn't decreed that everyone will be saved and for salvation on everyone, but that's 
his desire. But it, it would require the song that we heard today, a willingness to say, dear God, really send me and use me. So yes, God's kingdom should always be a priority in our fasting. God's kingdom. If you're here today and you're not saved, that is, you do not know Jesus as your Savior. God loves you. Hear his voice today. Yes, he is knocking at your heart. Book of Revelation, when Christ, the Bible speaks about that, is speaking about the church, but it surely is applicable for us today. Christ is knocking at the door of your heart. And he is saying, I love you, but only you can open the door. I love you and I die for you. But only you can invite me in. You can either accept me or you can reject me. I am your passport to heaven is what Jesus is saying. I am the way. No one can get to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other name under heaven whereby someone can be born again but through the name of Jesus. And God is calling you today at this very moment. The Holy Spirit is touching your heart. And Jesus is saying to you, sitting here today, and those who are hearing my voice around the world, those who are hearing my voice, Jesus loves you. Does not matter what religion you belong to. Christianity is not about a religion, it's about a person. Jesus. Who is Savior. Come to Jesus now. And accept him as your Savior. Now, the scripture says, is the accepted time. Tomorrow is promised to no one. We go to bed at night and we don't know. The Bible tells us the word of God says that God determines our last breath. And the boundary of that breath, we have no authority. We cannot demand for it to be expanded. It's in God's hand. When we breathe the last and God says, that's your last breath. On that last breath, we can't say, I am going to take another 10 million breaths. Not even one more, God says. That was your last. Your last inhale, your last exhale. That's it. That's in God's hands. So while you're hearing the scripture says, this glorious message that Jesus loves you, come to him at this very moment. Word of God says, Whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. But then God tells us it's a dangerous thing to not believe in Jesus because he says if we don't believe in him, then we are inviting 
God's eternal judgment upon ourselves because we are rejecting the Son of God. Heaven is real. Hell is real, but praise God, heaven is real. Let's come before the Lord. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Those who are saved, as we always do, pray along. Those who are not saved, you did not come to Jesus, pray today and come to Jesus. Accept Christ as your Savior. Don't leave God's house without receiving Jesus today. He loves you. Don't complicate it. Don't try to get something straightened out in your life. Jesus took care of that on Calvary Street. Come to him now. Come just as you are to the Lord Jesus now. For those who are listening, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in and bless God. Thank you, Jesus. We invite you as you pray to pray along with us, but truly believe in your heart this glorious gospel message. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Lord Jesus, thank you for your death, your burial, and your resurrection. Lord Jesus, by faith, I accept you as my Savior. Lord Jesus, thank you for salvation. I confess you are the Christ, the Son of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, I pray believing. Amen. Praise God. Let's